Welcome to Nico's Market Notes. This is Nicolo Carpaneda, Chief Economist and Founder of Monetaria. In this podcast, every week, I discuss the latest macroeconomic developments and their impact on financial markets. I also discuss the way I manage a macro-driven dynamic investment portfolio. Very important, this is not financial advice. Make your own research before investing. Okay, super excited to be here with you. The podcast is being recorded on Tuesday, the 29th of November. I have a different microphone, which is less precise than the usual one, and so it might be a bit more noisy. I hope you can cope and manage. Now, with the Thanksgiving holiday in the US and without much new data released in Europe, economic updates from the past week are limited, and so we will keep this hopefully shorter than usual. What has been released so far, weaker business surveys and disappointing flash PMIs, everything, all of this is sending mixed signals, including the latest US jobless claims data, which is about how many people apply every week for the first time for unemployment, which has been increasing. And this might finally be the signal required or desired by the Fed to understand that monetary policy is working, especially the tightening of such monetary policy, pushing unemployment slightly higher and eventually reducing consumption and spending in the near future. Flash PMIs for November have been released and we see that economic activity is seriously slowing down in the US. The flash composite PMI, remember the composite is goods plus services, is getting closer to 46, so quite below the 50 points indicating 0% growth in the future. And it remains stagnant in Europe with a reading which is broadly above 47 points. We will confirm the final numbers for November next week. But financial conditions, which are now tighter than earlier in 2022, are loosening again because markets have been happier and been performing better, both in fixed income and in stocks equities. And this, paradoxically, may push central banks to remain more hawkish than expected, especially in early 2023. So the upcoming policy meetings, we will have the Fed and the ECB meetings broadly two weeks from now, uh, will be very important, even if they will hardly deliver big surprises unless the next inflation prints will misbehave. So what we expect is one more hike before the end of the year by the Fed with 50 basis points and reaching the 5% terminal rate, which is what is being priced in at the moment at some point in February, March 2023, while the ECB should run or should do another 75 basis points hike while the market is pricing in 60 basis points at the moment. Anyway, we already have a consensus expectation for the new inflation print, which is going to be released in the next few days, which is at 10.5%. I remember that the previous official one was 10.7%. So the inflation is not really going down yet. And this is why we expect the ECB not to hike less than 75 basis points. So in summary, we still do have hiking activity by the central banks, and we expect at least two to three hikes at the beginning of next year. 
And now it is already the time to switch to market developments with equities and fixed income assets moving very little since last week, with the only exception probably set by longer dated government bonds that have continued to move lower. I remember to all of you that in our monetary portfolio, we moved a couple of weeks ago from underweight to neutral of such longer dated govies in the US and in Europe, and we moved since last week overweight. And so this move has been perfectly in line with our expectations. Still, after a challenging year for markets, the last couple of months have been better in general, not only in fixed income, but also for stocks. And this may continue until year end, especially lacking any special negative or positive news. But the thing is that we need to remain on our toes. And so all the asset allocation, which is now brought to neutral in fixed income and is neutral in stocks, is in this position only on a tactical basis because things might turn sour again in early 2023 and especially for stocks. In fact, either softening growth in Europe already, in the US coming up, and subsequently lower earnings, which we expect for the end of the year and first quarter of 2023, or eventually lower structural support from central banks, which means less monetary accommodation and QE, will not help at all to prop up stocks into a procyclical rally, sustainable rally, before the second half of 2023. Now, looking at the different assets more in detail, government bonds have seen a steady improvement in their performance in the past week, and treasuries have been better than bonds, and as I mentioned, longer dated, better than shorter dated ones. The point is that the sum of fading growth, Fading inflation as well, which is not yet at peak in Europe, but we might be closer, we don't know it yet. And high income have recently made government bonds without a risky spread like the ones from peripheral Europe compelling again. Shorter data govies are not there yet, to be clear, two-year bonds or two-year treasuries are not yet interesting in my opinion because they're not yet pricing in full the terminal rates or the peak in interest rates which we expect to see at the beginning of 2023. And as I am publishing since last week, if you go on the blog and you read the latest post on www dot monetariowith.io slash blog check for the latest post I have started publishing technical indicators which using moving averages can in the short term tell us exactly when is the time to buy or sell a volatile asset class it is not yet the time according to my indicators to buy back two year government bonds I typically delegate to my full post the parentheses on corporate bonds and credit spreads, and I include there another proprietary technical indicator, which I suggested a couple of weeks ago to go back at least to mutual position into the higher quality investment grade credit, which is in fact the position that we keep in our Monetaria One portfolio while remaining underweight high yield because a recession is coming. Yeah. 
Moving to the stock markets, the U.S., looking at the S&P 500, continues to gravitate around the 4,000 points level, and the stock 600 in Europe around the 430 level. So on the good side, we have seen a bounce started in the last couple of months, which is resisting, which is being resilient. But on the other side, we don't see any more the euphorian enthusiasm on the bounce and the pivot of central banks, which in fact we have perceived in the first month of this short-term rally, which means that equity markets and investors getting closer to year-end are trying to pondering a new set of data, a new set of information, and markets in the short term should remain where they are, but only one negative information, piece of information or piece of data may damage the rally seen so far. Focusing on Europe, specifically the stock 600 has rallied by 15% since late September, and I insist on the fact that earnings should fade by at least 10 to 15% in the January to June 2023 window, and so we need to pay attention not to add too much to stock markets now, because it is more likely that they will go down instead then up for the next six months. In our Monetary One portfolio, we have played a tactical neutral weight on stocks in general, but we had in the last week an overweight on Europe, which has been working well. For this upcoming week, I am bringing both regions down to neutrality, according to our benchmark, because I am not really sure how markets will digest potential comments anticipating the meetings of the central banks or digest a potential good or less good news on inflation fading down or not in Europe. And I have a couple of relevant things to say on currencies. In fact, the power of the US dollar is fading, which is something that we anticipated a number of weeks ago. And we have progressively reduced the overweight on the dollar against our base currency in the portfolio, which is the euro. Now, the engine pushing the strong dollar up against basically everything else has been the interest rate differential, which is the delta between how much and how fast the Fed is hiking against the interest rate hikes of other regions, for example, Europe. And this engine has exhausted. We can see that in the past two or three weeks, in fact, the dollar has lost some ground against the euro and other currencies. In fact, US dollar positions are being dismounted by traders. But watch out, the dollar also typically works well with recessions. So even better, in these cases when we have a recession, if the US is the country slowing down the least among the big ones, which is kind of what we expect for the second or maybe end of first half of 2023. So in our portfolio, we now remove the overweight to the dollar. We go back to neutral, which is a 0% dollar liquidity, but only on a tactical basis, depending on which news we will digest on the coming recession and eventually as late as early in 2023 will bring the US dollar position back to an overweight. And moving to cryptos, it has been finally a quiet week in cryptos as well. Negative sentiment persists on the back of the FTX and the BlockFi and also Genesis crash events. But a number of coins and tokens have stopped sliding and in fact seemed to have reached key support levels. The Bitcoin 
close the week at around 0%, while the Ethereum has been jumping 2 to 4%, depending on when we monitor the week to week, Monday to Monday or Sunday to Sunday, which actually with a pickup in volumes, it has been quite good news. So the support levels seen on the Bitcoin are around $16,000 and is $1,000.100 for the Ethereum. While these numbers have been coming back or down substantially, it is fair to say that these are still very interesting values if we consider that the disaster of FTX has pushed sentiment and confidence in the cryptocurrencies absolutely down to the bottom. From a technical standpoint, though, if we look at Bitcoin's max drawdown, which is 85% from a peak from the previous bear cycles in 2013 and 2017, the bottom is not $16,000, but it might be $11,000. In our portfolio, the Bitcoin remains at the neutral position, which is as a minimum weight of the portfolio. We have been reducing the stable coins that still pay a very good income, but in fact, they are pegged to the US dollar. So we don't want to cash in the income and then lose on the exchange, on the foreign exchange. So we still keep an overweight, but it's much less than before. Check our investment strategy page on the Monetaria blog for more information. And we move the Ethereum from neutral to slightly longer. This is because sentiment is already negative and the deflationary mechanics of the Ethereum post-merge keep the coin, in my opinion, in a position of big interest. Our investment portfolio has done plus 3.8% year-to-date, which is almost 9% above our benchmark. This is everything for the week. Thank you very much. Thank you for following me. For any questions, send me an email to nico at monetaria.io. Thank you very much and speak with you next week.